there are events that test our mettle and our resolve. As we move through this crisis, how are we coping, adapting, fighting on? Join us for local stories of perseverance, creativity, and contributing to community as we showcase Detroit area leaders who share their thoughts and stories and discuss how they and their organizations are managing adversity and serving others. Welcome to Michigan Motors Forward and Metro Detroiters who are pivoting, evolving, and moving ahead. Welcome to Michigan Motors Forward. I'm John Gay. As we navigate this pandemic, Gleaners Community Food Bank has become a lifeline for those whose food insecurity has been exacerbated by COVID, as well as those who are newly food insecure. I'm joined today by Rochelle Benelli, VP of Programs of Gleaners. Rochelle, welcome to Michigan Motors Forward. I'm happy to be here. Hi, John. How are you? I'm good. So normally I wouldn't start an interview with statistics, but these numbers are staggering. In March and April, Gleaners saw a 45% increase in food distribution from 7.5 million pounds of food in 2019 to 10.8 million pounds of food in March and April of this year, 2020. For me, that's hard to think about, never mind execute. So what's it been like from your perspective? I would say that very quickly uh, in February, Gleaners started planning for the coming pandemic. Mm -hmm. So we had to quickly identify partners that would be able to help us get food out to the community. And so we saw between 300 and 600 in those first weeks of folks coming out at about 66 mobile pantries. So for us, it was a dramatic increase in folks turning out to new places for food. And so it was a quick response but I think also well-received by the community. So when you talk about those millions of pounds of food, what I would really like to stress is that it's all really healthy food, lots of fresh fruits and vegetables and milk and whole grains and proteins. So really great quality food that people were telling us were the kinds of foods that they were not able to get at their local grocery store in those early days Mm. and also the foods that they would choose for themselves. So I think that from my perspective, it shows that there was a, an immediate intense need and anxiety on the part of folks, which have now dissipated somewhat, but that our response was at the right level. So you talked about preparing for it as the pandemic was starting to take shape back in February. How do those conversations work with the partners that you have to supply all these healthy foods to folks who are going to need it? Well, the first conversations with were with Michigan Department of Education because we knew that kids would be out of school. And so we had to work with the Michigan Department of Education to understand how we could provide the groceries in a way that would be appropriate with the program, the summer food service program. And then we reached out to intermediate school districts in each of the counties to have the conversation with them about what schools were going to be doing to meet the needs of children when they were out of school and where were those gaps in services going to be. And then we reached out to folks that they had introduced us to. And then also we worked with an organization that worked with many of the charter schools and they identified charter schools that were in need. So we started first with trying to identify what partners already serve children and were maybe going to see a gap. And then expanding that when we looked at the geographic reach and community reach. And then we worked with, for example, the health department in Oakland County, the health department in Wayne County to figure out how can we fill in those gaps. And we identified many unusual community partners. I mean, Gleaners has a partner network of about 500 organizations and schools, but we expanded beyond that group 
to identify who we were not serving and who would not be able to access the program that we already had going on. So for those who aren't as familiar with Gleaners, where does all this food come from? We're talking about millions of pounds of healthy food. Well, much of the food is purchased food, and we are able to get a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables through a number of ways. Some of the food comes to us by way of USDA. It comes to us by way of farmers. FEMA was also able to provide food through a partnership with Myers. So there are many different ways. We get donations of food, but with the tremendous response um, with grants and individual giving, we've been able to purchase a lot of food to support these programs. UDIM has been a terrific partner and able to secure us with milk. Um, We've got milk and produce through our partners at the Food Bank Council of Michigan. So it's really been a very broad, complex, coordinated effort, I'd say. Understood. So you mentioned a moment ago the Summer Food Service Program. We're recording this interview on June 1st. So with everything for June starting today, can you explain the Summer Food Service Program to us? Okay, Summer Food Service Program traditionally takes over when children who have traditionally received a free or reduced price breakfast or lunch in school are able to get that meal replaced in the summertime, either through a community partner or maybe through summer school or another school-based program. That program was able to be implemented early when school let out, and we started implementing that March 19th. Mm. It's called unanticipated school closure provision. So we were able to provide those meals which meet the guidelines and all the meal components for a nice healthy meal for kids and families for two weeks. So we provided 10 lunches and six breakfasts in the form of groceries that folks could get bi-weekly. Someone in the household would come to the site by car and we would provide them with about 30, 36 pounds of healthy groceries that would provide them the minimum of these 10 lunches and six breakfasts. So you've got those sites set up for the summer food service program that summer, of course, this year started in March for a lot of uh, Michigan kids. But around the state overall, you've got 70 sites and they serve about 300 households each. Is that about right? That's about right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, we have a couple of trucks. So we come with our truck with the shelf stable food and the produce. And then we have a truck that brings the milk. We also have another partner that's bringing other produce. So lots of produce, which is healthy and really desirable. And folks will line up in their car. They can drive through, usually two-sided, and they don't need to pre-register or be eligible. There are no requirements. They come through. We ask how many folks are in their household, and they stop, and food is put into their trunk, and then they go to the next station, and maybe they'll get the next sack of groceries, and then go to the next station, maybe get the milk, and then off they go. So folks can find uh, information about that on our website, which is www.gcfb.org. Or they can call Gleaners at 313-923-3535 and ask where the sites are. But those sites operate bi-weekly at a set time for about three hours. Mm-hmm. And folks can just drive by. It's a drive-by model. It's contactless delivery like a lot of restaurants are doing right now in this age of COVID. Yes. And we have talked to many folks to get uh, feedback on the program. And that is one of the things that people said was that they felt safe and secure Everybody was really honoring social distancing. People had masks and gloves, and it was really very contactless. If folks don't have a trunk, so they have maybe a minivan or the trunk doesn't work, they can pull over to the side and there's a self-service table. 
So really, it's very safe and really um, something that people should feel very comfortable for coming out. So this works well in social distancing in terms of getting the food in the hands of people who need it. I got to imagine it's been a challenge behind the scenes for gleaners, for all of you who work together to put these boxes together in this era of social distancing. Yeah, so there's been a couple of challenges. First of all, it's a huge ramp up, like, you know, 45% more than we've ever done. So we have warehousing constraints. And so we've had to rent more space and there's constraints around the trucks. And so we've rented more trucks. And then also we rely on the strength of our volunteer force and we have really um, scaled that back. And so we hired a number of temporary staff to help with the facilitation out in the field, but also with packing in our warehouse. And the National Guard has been helping us up in our Pontiac warehouse to pack huh? food into boxes. Because in addition to these mobile pantries, we also have a box program for folks that really shouldn't be going out into the community. So people that are perhaps COVID positive or seniors or other vulnerable populations that shouldn't be going out, we created a shelf-sterable box program so that it could be taken to where they are. So you've partnered with a number of organizations for the uh, food box program, which I was just about to ask you about, uh, through the Food Bank Council of Michigan, Michigan National Guard. I love that you're doing this because, like you said, there are some people who are immunocompromised or elderly, or like you said, might even be COVID positive at this point. They can't come to the food bank. So I love this idea of how you're being able to bring the boxes to them. Can you talk about some of the partnerships involved with that? Yeah, so we are working with an awful lot of DAAAs. So there are three DAAAs that provide services for seniors in our five-county area. So they uh -huh. are providing a lot of boxes to many, many senior residences. There's a program that's operated with the partnership with Wayne State University's medical school students, and they're doing home delivery for patients and single moms and some seniors. There's a few federally qualified health clinics that we're working with, and some of them are doing home delivery. We're doing some work with Brilliant Detroit, where they're doing home delivery um, at sites that are being served at our Detroit uh, city rec centers. The number of partnerships serving specific populations. Are there any other partnerships that you wanted to mention that we haven't touched on yet? Henry Ford Health System, I think Wayne Metro, and I think there are also partnerships that are new. So we've partnered with about seven municipalities, um, which is new and unusual for us, and two health departments. And I think those are important partnerships for two reasons. I mean, they give sort of credibility and security in a sense that it's safe for folks, but also they create another way for people to access food where they are and not necessarily expecting them to come to us. Michelle, if somebody wants to help gleaners and volunteer, what are the best ways to do that? So if folks would like to help, they can check out our website and look for the opportunities. They can also send a donation, which is much appreciated. We'll need some help to get through now and the foreseeable future. I think that we're going to be living with a different reality for a long time. And thank you to everybody for coming out and investing in a healthy community. Finally, Rochelle, I want to ask you, you've served the community for so long and done such great work here in Michigan. And there are a number of folks who, before coronavirus, were coming and taking advantage of the wonderful services that Gleaners offers. What would you say to a family that is newly food insecure, that maybe has some sort of stigma around coming and asking for help? What would your message be to them? They're struggling and they may not have the resources that they once had three or four months ago. I would say it's a... Doing your part for community health 
I think community health starts with healthy food and everyone has the right and should really have access to healthy food and come out. We're going to be here for the long haul. And I think coming out and tapping in and accessing that healthy food is folks doing their part to create a healthy community. So I think investing in children, you know, bringing food home for your kids is an important investment in kids. So I would say thank you to them. Thank you to those who are doing the right thing by coming out and asking for help that need it. That's right. Rochelle, we're going to include links to contact you in our show notes from this podcast episode. But could you give us the website and phone number one more time? Sure thing. On the website is www.gcfb.org, as in Gleaners Community Food Bank. And the phone number is 313-923-3535. Rochelle Bonelli from Gleaners Community Food Bank. Thank you so much for your time today. And thank you for all the work that Gleaners continues to do during this time. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Michigan Motors Forward is produced by Jag and Detroit Podcasts in partnership with Tanner Friedman Strategic Communications. Subscribe for free on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are found.